that. How you doing? I'm okay. I want to come out and say this. So I do my podcast. I do my podcast pretty often. Last last week yeah. I had three interviews, uh, and then we we did our thing. This week I have like I have three or four interviews, and then this thing. For some reason, all like and I edited our podcast last time. I fully edited it. Everything was fine. I have like a folder where all the copies of the podcast even go in as like a fail safe. For some reason. Every like piece of whatever that episode was yesterday is gone. I have no idea where the fuck it went. It's Completely so- lost it. But it's somewhere. It's somewhere fully edited. So when I find <laughs> it, I'm going to like post it. But I have no idea where it went. And like I even went. I was speaking liquid gold last week. You ruined gold, dude. You were. You, yeah, yeah. And I, you were. You were definitely speaking liquid gold. I, I'm a piece. Of, I'm a fuck. You know. I, I'm a fuck. Yeah, I hate you. It's it's all right. It's okay. We'll get over it. And I we'll also I wanted to show Michael something I worked on this weekend. It's a camera okay. thing. So those those listening in, you you're won't talking be able to, to see Michaels. It. You know, well, you haven't seen it yet either. So I think you'll appreciate. It. Uh, <laughs> so this is a. Um, you can't say Michael when there's two Michaels. That's so, true. And you know, we're the, <laughs> well, I'd rather the only other two people here. <laughs> I'd rather show, I'd rather say Michael than Michael and Michael. Uh, so the, I, re- I recreated out of Legos uh, from from scratch. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! The, yeah, it's from uh, it's the greatest fight scene in, the fil- in film history, and as you can see, it uh, it is. You know, Obi Wan moves back and forth, Ew. and Anakin also yes. moves back and forth. Me and Johnny got into a oh gnarly argument over uh, uh, fucking whether the Mustafar fight scene or Duel of the Fates is better. Okay, it's on du- my side that that Duel of the Fates, Duel of Fates is better. I'm gonna be on Johnny's side, and I'll tell you why. Okay. I'll okay. I'll hear you. I'll hear you. <laughs> anyway, it's the it's the emotional aspect of brother on brother, where Darth Maul is just this is this is like, it, I mean it's in their blood and to like take on Sith. Oh, you know, Sith are specialty. It's very just like you know, um, uh, just enemies by virtue of being Sith and Jedi. In this case, this is this is a lot of torment, a lot of uh, personal suffering, and a relationship that's just completely like i mean it, it's come to this yeah you know? I, I and, and, and I it's, it's only more. really yeah really like so okay so the, 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 now, now here's the thing i know i guess we're talking if we're talking about like um what is it uh what's it called when you coordinate a fight it's uh yeah, yeah. there's a word for Co- it you coordinate a fight you, you yeah yeah um there's a I, you know what i'm talking about but either way coordinate a fight works just as well yeah, <laughs> like if we're if we're saying that, then Ray Park, I think, yeah, I, I think I like the fight as far as as far as their moves go, and like, but as as far as just a, an emotional battle, I like the uh, the, the most of our battle. That's Corey's, my favorite. Uh, and, lightsaber. But the biggest thing Corey's not here, so I can't. I, I I'm, I'm gonna speak. Well, for Corey's Corey, right here. Corey's right here. here. Corey's right here. He's he's joining I, right now. So if you just hold Corey, that Corey's going to agree with me. Oh, there he, they, <laughs> there he is. They did not set up Mustafar enough for me to actually care about Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Where in Duel of the Fates... Okay, this this is the point that I made last night. And I, I really agree with okay. that. Mustafar has too much talking. They're trying so hard to get you to care about this fight. And to me, it comes mm-hmm. off as like trying too much. Where, where Duel of the Fates is almost completely silent and i love that like this is just a fucking killer 
coming after these yeah. people that we're supposed to care about and like the fact that it's silent that, the fact that mm-hmm. it's 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 not overblown where like the mustafar fight scene they're like there's trying so hard to get us to care that i do not care where in duel of the fates i'm like i care so much but the problem is is that they're when you, not talking it's so cool but, it's a silent assassin murdering these but the, dudes. but the fight in, in mustafar is with these two guys that have been well characters that have been in like every single you know, one and two three let me finish and the thing is, is that in like in the Mustafar scene, you know these characters, you grew with them. I'm sorry, but it's re- like I love Qui Gon and I love Darth Maul, but it's really hard for me for that to grow with me because I had them for one movie. But the only reason you care about Anakin and Obi Wan's relationship is because of ancillary material. If you just watch the movies, there's no reason to care about Obi Wan and Anakin's relationship. They don't set it up like they're brothers. Like they have that one scene in the fucking elevator, and like that is it. They're not brothers in arms when you watch those movies. Like you're just believing that because you know that that's what they wanted you to believe. But in general, it's not, like as, as they the, don't as actually the film, show it. Ever. As the film progresses, as the stories progress, when you watch Clone Wars, when you watch all of that stuff, your feelings exactly. of characters. Change. It has to be ancillary material where Duel of Fate works on its own. You but so you're saying well, so, on your own. You're saying on its own, outside of all that material. You're thinking. You're saying Duel of Fates is a better battle. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I'm talking I think you're, about I think just you're the reaching movies. too far on the whole non- okay. non-dialogue thing. It's so, so I cool. Think, I think and it's got the best John Williams song ever. It's two sides of the same coin because I, I agree with I agree with what both of you said, but I think the difference is is where okay so yes uh we have been i have been um uh, integrate you know i've integrated clone wars into my can- head canon and it's very real just as almost just as real as the movies um i would say well, probably just as real um so i so when i say that was my favorite fight scene obviously i mean that with all the context um, yeah. i can see and also real fast about the no talking it would be strange, I think, if Anakin and Obi Wan didn't talk at all. Um, it's makes it actually makes a hundred percent like it would be weird if this if Darth Maul and Obi Wan talk like that. It's perfect that it's silent. It's perfect the way it is. But it would be strange if they didn't talk, Anakin and Obi Wan didn't say anything. Um, there needed to be something there. But at the same time, with no context, I can see uh, Duel of Fates being a better battle. With context, Mustafar is a better battle. That's in fair. my opinion. I, I mean, I can I can. Um, agree. That's just because it's my that. favorite battle. I can agree with that. I th- yeah, I, I when just you have the context chore- of Clone Wars and the established canon, I think the choreography is better. I, I I mean Johnny's gonna say that mm-hmm. um, me 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 lo- me sucking its dick because it's silent is wrong. No, but that's I not what I'm saying. That. I how, say you're, how, you're bridging too like, much when, on that. Let, let me finish really quick. When the like force fields come in and like all you hear is that like zoom zoom and then like the first noise you actually hear besides lightsabers and force fields is obi-wan screaming no when qui-gon gets killed like for some reason the unspoken bond between qui-gon and obi-wan is still more believable than anakin and obi-wan because anakin and obi-wan even what they show us in the movies they don't ever really seem to like each other like they hate each other from the beginning like we we never get to see anakin and obi-wan as friends they are always yeah, uh, in opposition, and yeah. then when you watch shit like Clone Wars, then you get to see them be brothers and you get them see. To, but in the actual fucking movies, they never like each other. So yeah. when they're fighting, it's like, of course this is gonna fucking happen. They've never been friends. So like, where where the unspoken bond between Qui Gon and Obi Wan in Phantom Menace, like it 
it really felt like it hurt Obi-Wan to lose his master when you saw him die. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think I, Mustafar's I, I, yeah, over The emotion behind that is, and, and I can quick, see someone making an argument saying that that's, that's better than Mustafar just based. Uh-oh. Yeah. yeah I'm lagging. I know real, real quick. I just wanted to say Dang this. It. Corey, can you give us a quick sound check? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Can you just put, put cool. pull that a little bit, a little bit away? No, a little bit. A little away. bit away. Yeah. One, two, also, three, four, five. Good. Is that better? All right. Better. I also just think Ewan McGregor is a better actor than uh, whoever plays Anakin. Yeah, I, obviously. He's not a good so actor. You knew that name. You knew that name. I don't know why. You... <laughs> yeah, I, I, you're right. I, I I totally knew who it was. But um, yeah, I, I, Ewan McGregor just sells shit a lot better than. Yeah. Christensen does. No, guys, we can't make this another Star Wars podcast. Let's we got to move. This on. is not a Star Wars podcast. This is not a Star Wars hey, before, podcast. Before we move on from that, though, I do want to comment. I I meant to actually say about my shirt. So yeah, I'm wearing an episode two shirt. I think <laughs> these. I don't think these are official like Star Wars. I just I literally went to Amazon and typed it in, and it, I think it's just a thing that like like a person like a company prints it and just puts it on. That's badass. It's a really weird. Or do you shirt have to have it licensed? It's a you really should, weird to shirt a, to wear. So there's a there's a way around it, my, uh, Miser. I think everybody would pick that as the worst Star Wars movie, and you're wearing a shirt of it. That's well, awesome. So no, I have I have. But here's the thing: is I have every episode. Oh, I have okay. uh, I yeah. have Phantom Menace that looks like this in yellow. I have this in blue. I have Revenge of the Sith in red. Um, I have the original Star Wars shirt. I have the Empire Strikes Back uh, one. It's like kind of purplish. I have the Return of the Jedi, which is kind of greenish. In fact, every time we do this podcast, I'll probably be wearing a different one. So, that and then I have, of so course, the, the sequel trilogies. Now, my, my, I got I got my comic um, book on the wall, and you got your Star Wars shirts. That's perfect. Now, Mike, to answer your question, by the way, yeah. is, is it legal? <laughs> yeah. um, now, I think that the, the thing with eBay is, is that you can kind of like mess with like Amazon. You got on Amazon. Oh, so you can you can privately sell through Amazon. So I think what they do is is, is if like the FBI would ever be like. This isn't right. They just play dumb. They'll just be like, "Oh, I thought these were legit," and then they—it's just a slap on the wrist. We're wearing you know. some of the coolest gotcha. fonts in the history of movies and TV shows, by the way, because that Spider-Man font is very fucking cool. Star Wars is obviously one of the coolest font, like fonts ever. Oh yeah. And yeah. then Dark Crystal's font is like yeah. so dope as well. Like these are these are some cool ass fonts we got on our chest here. Cor- Corey looks like an off. Well, these are one of a kind fonts. I look like a what? Fun. You look like an off-the-clock footballer. Off the clock yeah, footballer. Yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, you wait for the next play. Just got off the training field, guys. It was a good, it was a good practice. We're looking good this year. <laughs> so, Michael, talk, talk to us about the top yes. three that you had. Or, oh, yeah. oh, you you guys want to do? Uh, uh, can everybody do virtual reality movies where I someone can. is either choosing or getting stuck in a virtual world because we're all stuck at our yes. homes. COVID's going on, uh, movies where people get transported. Do you guys want me to start it off? Yeah, go for it. Yes. Okay, my number three. I'm going to do all three back-to-back. You guys can comment if you want. If not, it's cool. Uh, three is going to be um, – fuck, I had, to, I, had this, I had this all sorted out. You were three ready. It's going to be Tron Legacy Okay. because Tron Legacy is better than Tron. It's a fucking great movie. Jeff Daniels is so cool in that movie. Tron Legacy as number three. Number two, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball in there, and it's going to be a recent movie, Jumanji uh, uh, Next mm. Level, Okay. The, the most recent Jumanji film. I thought that film was fucking hilarious. Um, 
So Jumanji is going to be number two because they're all stuck in a fucking video game. And then number one is going to be the obvious pick for me, which is Total Recall. Nice. I love original Arnold Schwarzenegger Total Recall. Just such a cool movie. All right, I like that. Anybody uh, else? That's that. Yeah, that's a good list. That's a good list. Mine. I mean, is... I, I left I left out one of the obvious ones, but mine's a little fucked up, and I feel like you guys are going to judge me for it. But I'm not. I'm not trying to. We're rank... always going to judge you for every opinion you have. <laughs> I'm not going to try <laughs> to rank it. Um, I'm going to say number three is Avatar. Number, okay. Number hey, yeah, three. Number, number two is Matrix Reloaded. Best, the best Matrix movie. Yeah. Can we all agree that that's the best Matrix movie? Uh, yeah. No. No, the first Corey? one. The first one. <laughs> you guys are both the first one? The yeah. first one's the Re- best. Reloaded, reloaded second. I mean, obviously, Revelations is the worst. Awful. Even though well, I, I actually was okay with the ending ending part of it, the rest of Revelations, I don't like. <laughs> well, it, Reloaded is so perfect because you're in the middle where, like, Matrix teases you into figuring out yeah. this world, and but doesn't give you enough in- information. Reloaded gives you enough information to actually understand what the fuck is happening. And then Revelations ruins it by giving you too much information. Reloaded's right in that, like, fucking sweet spot. Plus, it was Reloaded has three cool fifty for four hours. twins where it's like, whoosh, 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 you know, those dope-ass twins. It's got the best. I hate those twins. But um, it, it's got the best action, for okay. sure. Okay. Um, my number one, by the way, is definitely Spy Kids 3D. Um Oh, iconic! Oh wow! Yeah, daring. Right on. Yeah, really fun movie. Iconic, daring. Okay, it, it's great. Yeah, it's that's great. got that's got George Lopez in it, right? He's like a giant floaty. He's basically like Modoc. and Sylvester Stallone, and Antonio Banderas. Danny Trejo, he's in the first one. Yeah, but the thing is, is okay, he in all of them? I think is he he's in all of them. He's, he's like he's their in uncle. All of them. Yeah, he's in. He, yeah. yeah. Here's my thing. Yeah, yeah, he, he is their uncle. Here's my thing. <laughs> the reason why I like that movie, like all jokes aside, is like as a kid. When that movie was coming out, the marketing for it was next fucking level. The fucking toys, like the fucking. Is that Frankie Muniz? That's not Frankie Muniz. Who is that? No. What What's the boy in it? Um, let me see. Uh, I know that um, Elijah Wood was in it. It's pretty rad that it's like uh, mostly Hispanic cast too. Yeah, it's Daryl Sabara who is Juni Cortez. Um, Juni. But, Juni, yeah. But again. Um, Elijah Wood, our savior, Lord and Savior Frodo was in it, and he was very funny. He was in it for three seconds. Do you guys remember what happened to him? No, no. He like ju- it's the best, dude. He like jumps out of nowhere, and it's like Elijah Wood in the peak of like Lord of the Rings stuff, and everyone's like, "Oh shit, Elijah Wood's in this movie!" And then he dies instantly. That's great. I mean, I mean that director is just like he's a director that I respect a lot. His name is. Daniel Rodriguez, am I right? Robert Rodriguez, Robert Rodriguez. Robert Rodriguez, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that did El Mariachi. He's the guy that did... um, He literally only does kids' movies or very violent action movies. He he, he is... Well, didn't he do... Wait, no, he didn't do... uh, um, What's it called? Death Proof. Oh, my gosh. Death Proof, not only that. uh, Hold on, I'll find it. I'll find it. From Death Till Dawn? This, this is going to bug me because it's right on the tip of my tongue. It could have been from Dust Till Dawn. He directed from Dust Till Dawn. It was produced by Tarantino. Him and Tarantino are like mad homies. There. Oh, let's see. Career. Okay. Um, 
Who am I thinking of that was going to do the Justice League in the in the two thousands? Wasn't it Robert Rodriguez? I, I don't mess. know. That would have been a mess. I would have said Zack Snyder, but I mean that's who did Justice yeah. League. Hey, almost Zach almost Sa- a segment. We gotta we gotta finish our thing. But Zach, yeah, Zach, Snyder, Zach Snyder and Robert Rodriguez are both very similar. Yeah. Like I think visually, like if you compare three hundred, like Zack Snyder just does the polished version of what Robert Rodriguez does. All right, we're doing uh, we're do- we're still doing top threes. Yes, virtual reality movies. Corey, you got any? Uh, the only thing I could think of is Tron. Not Tron. Fuck, uh, I messed up. Is uh, Ender's Game? Oh, Ender's like Game. That, they have like that virtual. That's a good one. War basically that is fighting. But that not turns, Tron. That, Why that not turn, Tron, Corey? Because you already had already picked it, so I thought <laughs> oh, I'll do something different. Like that. Ender's game is 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 cool. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you got. You just got the one. Oh yeah, that's all. I think you I can, can also pick Tron. You can. Yeah, I, you I can Tron say... Legacy. Why? I wouldn't want to. I think. I don't of, know. I that think seems of, like a cop out. I think out of the three lists we've had, you've only had one. Like one entry, which was Ender's Game. Well, I don't like fucking top fives, guy. I don't like top threes. I don't. I hate this. <laughs> hey, game. we're we're doing top. We're... <laughs> you know what? And we start Corey, every fucking thing one. with like these. It's bullshit. Listen, I'm gonna tell you this real quick. Next week, <laughs> oh, yeah. next week we'll do a top. It's, it's we'll do a top one favorite Corey's hat. So it's super easy. Corey can find it. Well, I'll just, I'll just pick favorite Corey hat. <laughs> we all do it. Corey's just like this. Corey's just like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I, I got a lot, man. I like them all, man. Can't do top threes. I do my favorites at the moment. Ones right. that stuck out to me. There you Spizer. go. Um, yeah, no, I understand Corey's frustration. It's it's hard to it's hard to do. And honestly, I've been staring at this list that you've uh, they actually texted earlier, Mike. Um, and I'm trying to uh, narrow it down, but it's I know there's things I'm forgetting. Um, obviously, like Matrix is the is the one that comes to my mind. Uh, the first Matrix. Yeah, definitely the first the first Matrix is probably it probably I mean it's far being transported to another area. Um, I mean, does the first Jumanji count? I know it's a board game. But they are no, I, some... I would count that. Yeah, I would. Count yeah, that. I grew up with that. So Jumanji, The Matrix, and I know there's something I'm forgetting that that's gonna you know it's gonna hit me later, and I'll be like, yeah, that movie was was better. Um, but uh, let's see. Freaky Friday. Not, yeah. not to interrupt you, Ryan. <laughs> not to interrupt you, but Freaky, I'm I, I'm absolutely Friday. shocked that no one's picked Total Recall except for me. Like Total well, Recall, actually, Total Recall was going to be the eighties classic. Yeah, that was yeah. badass. Yeah, um, you know what? Actually, I'm going to go Vanilla Sky. Oh, I knew it! I fucking knew it! I I literally didn't put it in the post because <laughs> I literally watch Vanilla Sky all the time, and every Vanilla fucking Sky. time I think about you, I'm like, this is one yes. of my guess's favorite movies. Because I don't know no, why no I remember really that. Loved, like, it's because it's not like a very critically acclaimed movie. Not uh, people are kind of like Vanilla Sky, like you know when you bring it up. So when people are like, "Yeah, that movie's amazing," like it's, Ew, you know you have a, you have a little club. Scott, yeah, no, uh, you have I, an automatic I, little club when you have like you know like oh I like Vanilla Sky too. I literally can't think of anything on the planet 
when vanilla when i whenever i see vanilla sky i'm always like michael like yep <laughs> that, that that's a michael movie and well, i don't think it's like your favorite soundtracks. movie ever I but love, you love that I, you love that movie and that soundtrack i love like that's that soundtrack's really great uh sire rose is all over that thing i um, watched it with a, a girl that i was dating like a year ago and I was like, this is like one of my my one of my one of my best friends from back in back in California's favorite movie. And we watched it. She was just like, why? And I was like, exactly. I don't. Really I wish totally like I could tell you. Sorry, one of my former <laughs> friends. I meant to say. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, so all right. So what do we got list. this week? Can I can I start us off with with what we've been doing? Because I got yeah. a movie yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. talk about. So Shia LaBeouf came out with that movie, The Tax Collector, where he played like this this like cartel um, dude who goes over to gangs and says, okay, this is the money you owe us. And that's like the plot to the movie. And there's like a co-star to Shia LaBeouf. You watched it? I watched it. And there's a co-star okay. to Shia LaBeouf that I'd never seen in my life, and he wasn't really as good as an actor. It was kind of cliche. Uh, but the, the film was really fun for like 30 minutes. And then, like, the second... Then they kill... Sh- so, fuck. Okay. Well... Oh, spoiler, wow. Johnny, dude. Johnny! Jesus Christ! Fuck, fuck you, man! man. Jesus! Oops. Spoiler Spoilers. alert! They kill <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, like, 30 minutes into the movie. And then the movie just gets boring as shit. It's just uh, awful. Yeah, why kill Shia? Well, the funny thing is, I just want to say some of the key issues with it. Is, like, they just didn't plan shit out. Like, okay... After Shia dies, like this rival gang is like looking for this dude. So the, he's like, let's go to a, a hotel. I'll leave you in a hotel room by yourself for like a day while I go look for this money I buried. And then I'll come back and get you. And then the kids will go with my sister. And then we'll like figure this out. So that sounds like shitty no country for old men. It's no, it's, <laughs> don't even put that in the same fucking thing. So then he like goes to get the money, comes back, and his wife is dead, right? And his kids aren't there. So then he like bathes with his with his dead wife and like sits in the bathtub and like just in this scene that's super sad for like an for like he does this which I would assume is like an hour like two minutes movie time and then like four hours pass after it and he's like on this random bridge in L A and then he's like you know what I'm gonna call my sister and make sure she has my fucking kids obviously she doesn't why the fuck would you wait that long to check on your kids after your wife has been murdered and then obviously she's like oh I don't have the kids. And then, like, the super ultra, like, gang leader is like, I have your kids, dog. And it's like... This you sound is... like you're describing the, the Why Does Kids You Know PCP sketch. Like, dude, that's literally that's what this is. That's basically like. what it was. Dude. <laughs> it, it, and, and the best part of the scene is this. Or the movie is this. Is there's, like, the scene of the movie that's, like, a two-minute scene where he's, like, learning, ju- like, jujitsu. And then at the end of the movie, he's, like, this guy's on top of him trying to choke him. And then it's, like, going back to the part where he's like learning jujitsu and you're thinking, okay, he's going to use what he learned to get out of this thing. I don't like to say this, you know, me doing the jujitsu, but it was cringy that like, he didn't do any jujitsu. He literally was like, Oh, like calculating all this shit in his head, like where to grab all this shit. And then he does like the number one rule in jujitsu of what not to do. And he like gives the opponent his back and then like gets the top of this toilet and smashes him in the face with it. And I'm like, that's not jujitsu. What the fuck was that? Why did you have like this flashback of you learning this martial art and then you just end up smashing him in the face with this toilet piece? You know, if Ray Park was uh, directing it, it probably would have been a lot better. You know, like Duel of the Fates. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so happy I don't, have to think, I don't have to think about that movie anymore then 
Yeah, so I was like, I was like, that's a movie I probably should watch on Netflix, so I can mix don't. that. It's gonna be on, like, it'll be for free <sighs> at some point. It's, it's, it's like out of ten, I'd give it like a. Is it on Netflix? Where's that? No, I, I bought it, dude. I bought it for six bucks. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to see. It. <laughs> you like spent Shia. money on it. I like Shia LaBeouf, dude. I like Shia. I, I mean, I bought Honey Boy like five times before I bought. But the, Honey Boy's the, a good movie. This Honey Boy is a very world, good movie. Everyone in the world was telling me, "Don't buy this movie," and I'm like, "I'm gonna buy I have it." No idea what that is. It's Honey Boy. Honey Boy is uh, just a quick sidebar on on Johnny's point. Honey Boy is the movie that Shia LaBeouf made when he was in uh, rehab, and so it's like his oh. like cathartic release, and it's about him growing up um as a child star and his dad like exploiting him and so like he wrote it oh geez not to be like made into a movie but he wrote it as like part of his therapy and part of his recovery and then oh wow he eventually made it into a movie um and yeah it's just about this little kid who's getting fucked by his dad all the time to, to, yeah, not literally. To exploit not literally. Not literally fucked. No, okay. no. Oh, Jesus. Okay, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, not, not <laughs> raped. <laughs> like, that's just, awful. Yeah. Like, his dad wanted to be, like, Shia LaBeouf's real dad wanted to be a circus clown. And, Got it. Uh, what? Uh, like, yeah. Like, an actual circus clown or, like, yes. like an, oh. an actual circus clown. And he never made it. And so he became an alcoholic and, like, pushed Shia LaBeouf into, like, you have to go to this next edition. Okay, audition who's, this, and shit like that. who's this fucking piece of work? Who's this guy who's who's like? <laughs> he didn't make it as a circus clown. Yeah, so he started beating his clown. kids. <laughs> yep, that's awful. It's a really sad oh movie, God. dude. It's it's, it's mental, really mental fucking disorder, rough. man. That's oh man, nuts. Yeah, yeah, and Chaya wrote it in rehab, so wow. you know, it's a good movie. You guys should definitely watch it. All right, oh, it's not an easy one. You know. Oh yeah, no. It's. I mean, it sounds. You know. Be prepared to yeah. to feel some things. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. Always, I, you love Shia. I've always liked. I've always liked Shia. I mean, I, the only the only thing I've I didn't like him in obviously was Indiana Jones. Um, like. Well, I, he I wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, Mike, calm down. Calm down. Okay, Mike, Mike, yep, Mike, yep. Mike. I love Shia. I will die for Shia. <laughs> Mike, Mike, hang on, hang on, hang on, buddy. <laughs> Dig it up, bum bum. Dude, those next episode we're gonna see like <laughs> Shia LaBeouf pictures behind you and Shia LaBeouf like. Dude, I'm just I'm just gonna else. plaster this wall with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love the dude. All right, Johnny, you got anything else to say about uh what was the tax collector? Um, it was just stupid. It was really stupid. It was poorly written. Matt, like, cause you can have plot plot holes in something, but when it's plot holes that literally ruin, like the story, it's just like. It consistently doing it, it's just not a good. It wasn't a good movie, and I think that it was weird that they marketed Shia so much. But the second he was gone, the film just went downhill. It was a super fun film in the beginning, but it just went downhill. Yeah, there are, there are those exceptions where sometimes like movies will market someone and then they die really early, and it's exciting. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Let's do oh. a top ten, everybody, of movies that <laughs> kill their actors when they're in the main. Number okay, one, Godzilla, Brian deep, Cranston. Deep, deep, Godzilla, deep, deep, Brian Cranston. Oh. No, Deep number one is Scream. Scream. Godzilla, Brian Cranston. That was the whole, whole Scream. Shit. No, Scream is number one because that whole movie was marketed on on Drew Barrymore. But That's Scream, true. Scream is a bit, a bit of a okay. Yeah, I was. But Scream doesn't they take it so seriously. So I feel like they, they they almost did that on purpose. 
But they didn't. Well, obviously I, he okay. did it on purpose. Well, yeah, okay. Scream, yeah, yeah. Scream but is, is a part second... of the satire. Is, is my question. Meta horror is, is what we call it now. Uh, meta horror. All right, whatever. Scream is the second meta horror film ever, and it was created by the first person who ever did meta horror. Because the 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 first meta horror film, I don't know if you guys have ever seen it, but Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Have you guys ever watched that movie? Yep. No. It's so good. So it's the original girl from Nightmare on Elm Street. And she is alive, and she exists in the real world. She was an actress that played a character in a Nightmare on Elm Street film. And she's talking to Wes Craven. Wes Craven is the, – the writer and director is a character in the film. And she's and he's like, I want to bring you back. Like, uh, Freddie is getting old. People don't like him anymore. I want to bring you back as an important part. He brings her back. And then she goes to Wes Craven's house to talk about the new script. And she's like, dude, I had a dream about uh, Freddie the other night. And she starts talking. And then Wes Craven, like, turns around his script for the movie. And it's like, you just described. So it's like, it, it's Freddie coming out of the movies into the real world. It's a fun about... movie. The heck? It, it's a really, really, really good movie. And that started... Um, that started Meta Horror, and then Wes Craven did Scream after that, which, you know, there's movies, and that that's all that we have now in horror films. Like, all the good horror movies now are only Meta Horror films. Get Out. Uh, 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 Cabin in the Woods? Uh, well, Cabin in okay. the Woods, yeah. Meta Horror. Fucking, um, what was the one about STDs? That's it one, Follows. That's my favorite. The Babadook. They're it all fucking really Meta good, Horror. Yeah. They're all meta horror films. Like we don't have actual horror films really yeah. anymore. Uh, Do you think they're it's a all horror? commenting on horror all the what time? Was the one? Was it From Hell? Was that? I love From Hell. That was a Sam Raimi film. That was uh, Justin Justin Bless Long, him. right? Bless Sam Raimi. Bless him. No, no. Who's what's the one uh, with Justin Long? Oh, Jeepers, uh, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers creepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Jeepers creepers, oh yeah, that movie's kick ass. Yeah, so but like, why do you? And I know the answer. I'm just saying for the for the. Drag second. me to hell. Drag me to hell. Sorry. Drag me to hell is really good. That was that was one. That. No, no, that's the Sam Raimi film. That's the that one that I'm Raimi. talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. From um, Hell is the Johnny Depp movie based on a comic book written by Alan Moore that's right. about that's right. um about Jack the Ripper. God, I know way yes. too much stupid shit about stuff. Um, no, but I have that to... movie sucks. So for the sake of conversation, talk to me about like why like the normal horror type, I guess, doesn't work anymore. Well, okay, so like hereditary is normal horror horror. Um, but like it doesn't work anymore because like I horror this is my personal opinion. I would love if you guys have a different opinion, but my personal opinion is that like horror lives off of what people are afraid of in normal life. And so, so much 80s and 90s horror is based off of, like, morality tales. Like, if you're the slut, if you're the druggie, if you're, you know, like, you're going to get murdered by this horrible thing. Or just random horror. And I think the world has changed to a point where we're not afraid of somebody kicking down our door or Satan living in our house anymore. Like, we're afraid of fucking political turmoil and the dollar dropping. And so the only way to make horror now is to comment on like, you know, like, like get out. It's the perfect example where like that, that film is not actually scary. It's um, psychologically scary. Like they, they want you to be in a place where you're not 
okay. And this actually leads me to what I want to talk about this week. Um, the number one thing I want to talk about, but uh, I don't know if you guys disagree with me. I like just that, ex- like the, the, the threat of somebody busting down your door is not scary yeah. anymore. No, I agree with you because there's too many things for sure that are terrifying. Oh yeah. Regular life. Uh, so like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, the greatest horror film of all time besides the alien. Like it's not scary anymore because no one's afraid of somebody going through the work to have a chainsaw and make their face into leather. And like, it's just, it's too fanciful to be scary. And so like you get a film like the Babadook, which it's like, you know, what's really scary depression, (laughs) Uh, suicidal thoughts. Like that's fucking scary. And you watch that movie and you're like, you're not actually scared of the monster, the Babadook. You're afraid of what this mother could do to her child because she's going through a mental fit. Like, Mm -hmm that is what you are afraid of and like that's real and it feels focused and it feels strong so like my favorite horror films are never going to be remade again until we get to another stage where like all those great horror movies came out in the 80s because the 80s were financially successful for a lot of people and people were doing good so they can make up funny stories about how people die and now we're not in a place where people can do that anymore Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Life sucks. No one wants to make more monsters right now. Right. Yeah. That's kind of going the, uh, now, I mean, you know, people always be a little scary because people are still scary. And, um, you know, I, I think you could get away with some supernatural stuff, uh, just cause it's, I suppose, um, I mean, it's, a, it's slightly different than a monster movie, you know, that's supposed to be a horror movie or a horror movie that has a monster in it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So there is still that, you know, I guess that, you know, they're doing the Conjuring 3, for example. I'm excited for it. I like the Conjuring series. I love the Conjuring. I like most of the universe. Um, uh, you, you know, I know, I, what, what was the last one they did? The the Curse of La something. Oh, La Lorna? Yeah, I, I tried watching that at home and I turned I hate it off. It. I wasn't. Um, not that, I, yeah, not that I didn't finish it, so I don't know. I can't really say if it was, but what I saw, I didn't like. It wasn't it was insightful. Like, it was just like there's too many good horror movies right now to watch bad horror movies. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Which is odd because horror movies. I mean, it's it, you have a lot of bad ones. There's a lot of bad horror films out there. But I'm glad we're living in a time now where you know I think I think it's very much on the table that, that for for a horror film to. Uh, to to you know get well to make its money back it, is they need quality because word travels yeah. real fast especially with horror films well i love that i love that a lot of the like the funniest people and the most interesting people in um popular entertainment are obsessed with horror right now like you didn't see that in the past like it was always some dude making some movie and like you know some of them became famous like obviously like john carpenter or um What's his name? God, I can't remember. But like, there's some famous uh, horror directors. But now, like people like uh, Jordan Peele and Danny McBride are interested in doing horror films where they're known for other right. uh, mediums. And I, I think that's really cool because I think it brings a, a interesting perspective to horror films, where it's like it's not about it's not about making money. It's not about it's about like saying something, like being interesting and being cool and i think a lot of those people are doing a really good job at uh, bringing life to horror yeah yeah I, I am a little disappointed on the twilight zone front um i i i, 
I read the reviews and then I tried it and I was like, yeah, reviews are right. I, so I, I haven't watched it yet. But before we move on, I want to do my one of my big things for the week, um, and that is, uh, have you guys watched Lovecraft Country yet? I started last oh. night while I was playing Rocket Just League, and I said, I, I had, I said, this is heavy, and I need to sit down and watch it. So I'm gonna watch it's, it today. But so far, it was great. It's fucking rad. Like we're so uh hbo you know it's a new hbo series came out just yesterday so uh it's really fresh uh there's no second episode yet not till next week i hate that i fucking have to wait until next week for it um but have you heard it have you have Corey and mike have you heard anything about it have you watched any any bits of it only the trailer uh, only from what you've told me slightly so nothing really Dude, yeah, it's so fucking cool. Like, you guys know I'm already, like, a huge Lovecraft fan. I've got a fucking Lovecraft tattoo. I have a fucking uh, Cthulhu cup that I drink wine out of. Now, um, I didn't know this before, but why did you want to get the uh, tattoo of a known racist on your on your body? Uh, because this, I is a, this is a great question that yeah, I would... Yeah, no, yeah. no, no, I really yeah. want to hear. His work was obviously, you know, bar none. We, we owe a lot to him. However, on the other hand, there's his blatant... And, and 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 you know yeah no just just racism. devout racism just yeah, devout. No, he yeah. was he was a bad fucking dude um, i i did not know oh oh lovecraft has uh there's a poem that i want you to read oh no um, <laughs> called on the creation of the n-word uh oh, good and it will it's literally yeah. called on the creation of the n-word he was actually pretty pc for his time for being a racist no, no, yeah, no. Oh. It's 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 not oh, called on the creation of the N word. It's <laughs> bad. It's a bad <laughs> fucking poem. Like, dude was dude was a hardcore racist. He called his cat the N word. Like, he was a bad fucking dude. Um, but wow. at the same time, yeah, his cat was a calico too. So it was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to add but, to the strange strangeness of it. Uh, he wrote, you know existential horror is something that wouldn't exist without lovecraft and i love existential horror probably more than any kind of horror in this whole world and so what lovecraft country does are you reading his poem mike because you look like you're dying inside because it's a bad no no i was i was no, no no i was actually just frozen i couldn't hear you for like 20 seconds and now it's just caught up so okay you look well, terrified so that's, that's for like twenty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Mike looked Mike looked like he was reading on the creation <laughs> of the N word, which is a fucking no, bad poem. As uh, as as uh, a current uh, educator, I I have uh, <laughs> who uses part. Well, I use my computer, and I'm, uh, sometimes I network with with whatever school I'm working with. I'm afraid to type in anything. <laughs> yeah, don't just leave it alone, just, dude. Just so, leave it alone. Uh, we actually just got a, 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 um, a VPN, uh, so yeah, that way it's just like because it's it's not my school's business, but I don't need I just don't need a disgruntled tech dude to like like what's this guy looking up like yeah and then you know it, it's, it's like it's, it's it's genuinely bad whether or not like it would be illegal for him to do that I would still get fired. <laughs> to that effect let, let me let me let me just finish my point on lovecraft countries so why it's so good is it's about a dude um going through the jim crow south his name is atticus and uh he just came back from the korean war and 
he obviously has to battle all the racism and his dad disappears. And so he goes on this road trip and his uncle who goes with him is like, you guys ever heard about the green book that used to be around uh, for black people back in the day? Like there was black people who would travel to places and write this book called the green book. I mean, that's where the movie, unfortunately the green book comes I'm so, I'm so uneducated in this, that uh, I know the movie, the green book. And that's yeah, the yeah. only reason I know that, that that's a thing that, that's where it came from like yeah. they would write like this is where it's safe to be black basically i haven't even like, seen the movie i just know it from you know <laughs> you, you can't be in these areas like there used to be there used to be sundown countries where like if you were black and the sun went down and you were outside like people would just shoot you and kill you um and so the green book the whole point is like ex like making sure that black people could travel across across the country safely and so it's this dude who's looking for his dad and his uncle who's working on the green book and adding entries into it and then at the same time for some fucking reason lovecraft monsters are happening like so it's it's incredibly racially and politically charged and then there's also like Cthulhu shows up like in the first 30 seconds this isn't really a spoiler because in the first 30 seconds of the fucking show Jackie Robinson beats Cthulhu to death with a fucking baseball bat like it is just nuts beyond all belief and it's fucking really good and that that's my plug for for this week because I think it's a really really cool show and I think people should watch it that's rad well I'll I'll give it a watch yeah yeah First episode was hella fun. Like, like, cannot take my eyes off the TV. Fun. All right, Michael's turn or Big Mike's turn. Oh, you got Yeah, I'm definitely trying that. If that's the case, because I mean, even the trailer, trailer alone looked like something I want to watch. But I'm just waiting for you know someone to tell me or watch reviews. There's so much content that it's like, you know, like I literally go to IMDb. I literally go to IMDb, and if there's a new show that someone recommends or if there's a show that looks it, I check. And if it's like a 7.8 or above or 7.5 or above, I'll give it a chance. If it's below that, I don't. I just ignore it. And that's not because, like, oh, you got to put faith in review. or, But they're at a point with so much content, I have to trust it to some degree. I feel like reviews have come full circle to where, like, it used to be like, oh, see it for yourself. Don't, you know, go. But now there's so much content that it's actually – you know, kind of helpful in a way. Love, to, Lovecraft, uh, countries, to a, to a Lovecraft countries reviews haven't been great, but I'm, I'm promising you the first episode. Oh, no, I just, love, Michael Meiser. I'm just, yep. And I saw, it has seven, I even looked it up. It has 7.9 on IMDb. So it's, uh, it's, I'm, I'm checking it out. <laughs> I can't speak for the series, but I promise all three of you would love the first episode. Dude. I'm, yeah. I'm already, cause I know my wife would even like this. She would, she'd be into this. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, well, as far as as far as a plug goes, like something I, I started watching, I actually literally started watching it last night. Um, it's called High Score on Netflix, and it's the uh, the creation uh, or it's the for, it's the formidable years of video gaming, and it starts off with um, with you know of course uh, a brick breaker and 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 uh, space invaders. And the guy who hosts it, I think, is the create. He, he's the creator of the worst game of all time, which is. Do you guys know? Et. Et. Yeah, it's that guy. So he, I think he's the narrator because he says it in the beginning, but then the voice kind of changes. I'm still trying to figure out if that's the same guy. Regardless, um, uh, it's it's really good so far. Really well made. 
and um, it start. I What's it called? The first One more time. It's called High Score. Okay, it's a documentary. Cool. I'll, check, I'll check it out. Broken up, broken up into six episodes, I think. But they do go from the formal years of video gaming into the, you know, obviously when video gaming almost the entire industry was done for after ET. And then they then eventually, I haven't seen any of this yet, really, but they go into Nintendo, they go into Sega. And I don't know how far they get. I just know it's about, you know, the formal years of, of video gaming. And um, the, the first guy, I'll just say this the first guy you really get to know is the, the guy who made space invaders and it's really cool to kind of see how it all kind of began um, um really like fun. for example i'll throw something out there where you know they weren't sure what kind of sprites to use so they used people like people sprites so like hey, we'll make a battle game and they said that you just couldn't kill people uh like these tiny little like people sprites were getting like you know eliminated and they were showing like what it might have looked like when they first were starting it and they're like it was really fun but ethically, we couldn't do it. So we made um, uh, the War of the Worlds was what inspired um, Space Invaders. So oh, he nice. started, he's like, he, the, the creator of Space Invaders was like, oh, uh, aliens are octopuses and squid like beings. So that's why all the oh, yeah. creatures it's and Space Invaders yeah, are oh. like squids or like octopus. Um, okay. But that's my, that's my plug. Other than that, uh, I have, uh, I just wanted to see what was going on with DC fandom. And, and uh, look over this with you guys. So it looks like DC Phantom's taking place this weekend. And of course, it's just it's the online convention. Um, have Johnny and Corey looked at DC Phantom yet? No. That? I don't know what that is. It's like, so it's it, like their, their Comic-Con, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, essentially, that's exactly what it is. I mean, they have, I'm looking here at the panels, like the Hall of Heroes panels. They have the Wonder Woman 1984. Can I panel. tell you what I'm really excited for? Yes. Because I, I know, I know I, I'm not. You can you can keep doing the list. No, no uh, Rocksteady making their uh, Suicide Squad game. Oh, that's what? right. That's the only one that I'm like I stoked for. About that. That's the only pan- one. Is there a panel here for that? I don't know if there's a panel, but like they 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 put out like an image of Superman or something. They did. They definitely like released something where it's like, okay, this is clearly Suicide Squad. They're making a Suicide Squad game. Yeah, um, so and if, if it's gonna be like Arkham, oh dude, I'm all yeah, I'm all over that. How like, cool would that fucking be? Oh my god, yeah, no, yeah, I love. Right I mean, here. Arkham City is still one of my favorite games of all time, and yeah, yeah. Arkham um, City's Arkham City is the best one, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, because it goes Ar- Ar- Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and then what's the other one? Arkham Knight. Oh yeah, that. One. Dude, Arkham Arkham Asylum, I think, is actually the best one. I like how I like how straightforward Arkham Asylum is, but I do uh, like Arkham City gave you that open world concept without being like well, like Assassin's Creed, where it's like you you were kind of lost for, or well, at least me. That's what that's my experience yeah. with Assassin's Creed is I end up in this no man's land where I'm like, why do I got to get five levels to go back to the main story? Um, it would always annoy me. Uh, but in Batman, like I didn't feel lost and I, I felt like everything had purpose and it was fun yeah. fighting the trophies and stuff like that. Arkham Knight, I'm actually in the minority, I think. I didn't like the car, the Batmobile. I hate <laughs> I the Batmobile. Like any... It's the dumbest okay, fucking part of the whole fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. It's so... yeah, that was the worst part. The fucking Riddler tunnels where he's like, get through these fucking things, Batman. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, why are you pulling me out of this game? And yeah, exactly. And Arkham, Arkham, Arkham Asylum had one of the coolest scenes in the history of video games, 
where you like go in and then like uh joker had like made everybody hallucinate and there's like all these fucking people staring at you like that was fucking cool and then arkham city had uh another great moment i can't remember i can't remember what the great moment that one was but then arkham knight came in and they were like oh we got this character uh he's got a red hood and you'll never believe who he is it's like i've read a comic book before like i i know and they're like it's fucking jason todd i'm like yeah of course i knew yeah, that you, of course you gave him a red mask <laughs> <laughs> what 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 the fuck you of course i knew who that was gonna be right well, it see, that, was yeah. a lame moment well it's because it's clues like that because that's it's a non-clue because a person you're either gonna not, like no anyone who knows that knows it's jason todd it's not like a person who's casual like i wonder what the red hood i can put this together because i know what a red hood no you don't because you gotta know who the character is so if they gave something a little more vague for the fan you know it's either like i don't know it, it I don't was 100 for people who, i know what you're saying we're not fans because but, i spent yeah. i played that whole fucking game and they're like who's the arkham knight and i'm like it's jason todd and i went through <laughs> yes. the whole game and then they're like, big reveal, it's fucking Jason Todd. And I was like, yeah. I thought Everybody it was be, uh, who's... Harley, Harley Quinn. At, That's who I thought you, it was going to be. Did you really, though? You knew no, you no, knew no, in your heart of hearts. Begin- no, at the, well, no, we you figured it out. But the thing is, in the very, very beginning, like before they gave you clues and stuff like that, I thought it was going to be Harley Quinn. Who's the only person that always wears a red hood all the time? No, 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 that was before <laughs> they even said anything about that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when they like no when they announced the game I'm like Arkham Knight like I wonder who that is and I, and like I thought it was gonna be a new character altogether but when I started I was, playing the game I'm like that's no what this isn't new yeah, yeah that's what I thought until you start playing and then you're like we know this person and I was like it's Harley Quinn and then they're like Red Hood and it's like, okay, well, cool you did you did the fucking thing <laughs> awesome yeah I read the comic book dude I was there which I'm cool with Jason Todd being it you know that's fine well Jason Todd sucks he's the worst Robin so. What it, fuck it, Jason Todd. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He's probably. Yeah, I agree. He is the worst Robin. I do like him still though, but I, he is the worst Robin. When, when it comes to superhero um, games, though, I really want to. Uh, I really fucking. I haven't played it yet, I, and I've been itching to. I hear it's amazing. Uh, Spider Man. I don't know if anyone's oh, played PS4? it yet. No, for the PS4. Yeah. Dude, you can get it for like nineteen dollars right now. I don't now. have it's a really PlayStation dude, though. I I, play, oh, okay. I, I, I beat Spider Man. I'm I'm excited for the second one with Miles Morales, dude. I, I'm, I'm, I'm literally wanna... gonna buy a PlayStation Five just so I could play that game. Well, we're all buying Playstations, right? Doesn't matter. I don't care what you guys buy. I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. I I think I, I am. I, I got a PS4, and I will, before I will that, buy, I had Xbox 360. So I will buy whatever platform Spider Man is on. Like, it's gonna be know, Sony because. It's, when, when, he's when, fucking when, Spider-Man. When it all came like out, like there, the rumor was that they were gonna make like a like a video game Marvel universe, like that to compare to the cinematic universe. So they like, but then the problem was is that now Square Enix is doing the Avengers game, so it's kind of like a which I hear sucks. Everyone's expecting for it to suck, but I think That's it's because there hasn't been a lot of um, like info or actual good gameplay of it that's not like super hella edited you know like there really hasn't been a lot of genuine gameplay it seems like marvel ultimate alliance again which is just like a 
like okay so the the sony spider-man game is not a beat-em-up it's just like an actually good game yeah and this one seems like just like another beat-em-up no no and, and but I, I i could be wrong i could be wrong I've, all i've seen is like initial screenshots but, but it's their like fault too like they haven't given up they haven't given enough for us to kind of be like is this a good game or not like all the gameplay they have is like cutscene type e3 footage which everyone's like yeah. give us actual footage and the problem is too is like let's say it is like a, a marvel ultimate alliance game i could easily say like oh i'm happy about that but my biggest problem is that marvel ultimate alliance is badass because you have hundreds of people to choose from yeah if, if this is like marvel ultimate alliance but i can only choose between like you know captain america iron man hulk thor black widow and hawkeye well, you know you know i'm weak if, if i can play as hulk i i'm gonna buy the game no, uh, I, I know that, but I'm just saying, like, it's not going to be shit compared to Marvel Ultimate Alliance if it's just that with less characters, you know? Yeah. So, you remember in, uh, uh, fucking, what was that Hulk game? Indestructible Hulk or whatever, where you fight Wolverine and it was all, like, uh, Borderlands-style cel-shaded? That game was fucking great. Yeah. That, that sounds great. I've never heard, I actually never even heard of that game. You, you were able Dude, to destroy so like, like buildings and shit. My favorite, I love Marvel. It was Ultimate. called Indestructible Hulk, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you just like fucking destroy cities. You're just the Hulk. And you like, the game basically had no, no purpose. You would just destroy everything. It was great. Oh man. What a good game. Um, But yeah, I mean like the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance one and two, they were so fun because it was like, the old school kind of Marvel feel. It was like that cheesy comic book feel, you know. And, and I enough like, said, dude. That's yeah, the words. That That's the words you're looking for. Enough said. <laughs> it's an old Stan Lee quote, like, and it, and it really like speaks to like old Marvel comic books. Like, enough said. Yeah. 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 That that same vibe. Corey, I'm looking through. Oh, oh sorry. No, I was gonna ask if Corey's been been looking at anything. Yeah, what's Corey doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I've been, oh, oh, I've been watching Formula One a whole bunch. Like, I've been really getting into Formula One in my time off, and that's exciting now because there's, like, I mean, there's pretty much already one winner, so it's not that exciting, but uh, there's, like, one race a week till fucking, I don't even know when, but just there's, just knowing that there's a race every weekend is pretty fucking cool. Um, there's so much more to fucking Formula One that I knew. And I'm not into, I wasn't ever into like racing anything, like cars or nothing. I didn't really give a shit. But fucking NASCAR is boring as shit, obviously. Yeah. You're driving around in a circle for the longest time. Um, but fucking Formula One, you've got turns, corners, you've got your cars that like have these basic rules, but all the teams, and there's like, so a, a team will be like Mercedes or it'll be Red Bull, which is, I think, Aston Martin. And then. You've also got like Team uh, Ferrari, and they've each got two cars with a driver each, and they kind of compete against each other, so they're kind of teammates, but they each want to win. And so there's like all this drama and shit that goes on between drivers and like cars, because one car will be better than the other car. And then like like Red Bull used to drive with Renault Renault engines, which is like a French company, but now they drive with fucking what is it like honda engines so they, they've switched engines and there's like all this drama behind the scenes i've been watching this show netflix uh formula one like drive to survive whatever it's called drive to survive drive 
it's the Formula One show on Netflix, That's, and it like follows the fucking. My teams. dad's watching that too. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, but supposed to be really. Me and your dad really are watching cool. that together. It's hilarious. I, I, I've never liked. That's right. I was gonna say I've never liked NASCAR, but it's funny because yeah, it's like same. I really like rally and I like Formula One too. I haven't gotten into it like Corey has, but it's like when you watch the shit that Formula One guys do, and then you go and watch like NASCAR, you're like, how the fuck is this even a thing? Like, yeah, it's it's so dumb. And it's like it's like they're braking, they're like driving 200 miles out of corner, and then they fucking break with like the g-forces of a fighter pilot and fucking hit these hard turns they fucking do it like 30 times and it's fucking just crazy and then like they crash because they're all like on the track with each other so like the first turn is chaos like the first three turns like all these cars fucking going there's always collisions hits like there's like a bunch of like if you watch the show like there's this one driver uh Danny Ricardo, I forgot his first name, but his name's Ricardo. Is this Australian driver? And then there's, there's like this other driver who's on this other team or the, on the same team, and they were driving, and like one wasn't let another, the other one passed him, and they and they and they crashed into each other. So it's like the two Red Bull cars just fucking crashed into each other, and they're a pretty good team, Red Bull. They like Mercedes has been like on a six-year win streak right now. Which Fuck, is fucking crazy. That's fucking yeah. nice. Well, because yeah. there's so, so many. Red Bull, Red Bull had a four-year win streak from 2010 to the 2013 season. That was four years of domination. And then Mercedes came, and they've won the last six. So it's like, fuck, man. Well, the cool thing about these – sorry. The cool thing about these sports, though, is that you're not just focusing – because, like, with soccer, it's, like, obviously you have, like, a team. But it's, like – with this, it's, like, okay, you have these cars. You have these engines. You have these fucking – these drivers. There's so many fucking components that can easily fuck up that you just don't have control over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, if your if your driver crashes or gets hit, it's race. It's probably it's most likely race over because it'll do. It a, they're going so fast. The cars are designed to break apart. So usually, if they fucking crash, they're done. So yeah, it's like all that money longevity. into those cars, and they just fucking. <laughs> I mean, some of the crashes are pretty brutal, and thankfully, yeah. most everybody survives. Just because, but just like think about it, like, at least like two mil right there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or just like. Like, even, like, going back to what Johnny said, like, you could have a bad race strategy, basically. Because, like, you can have two – you have two teams – or you have two cars in a team, but you've only got one pit spot. So, if you pit, you can't – like, if you double stack, you have one car just sitting there not doing shit, which is, like, the worst. You can't do that. So, you have two strategies for each car, and it's like, all right, well, do we do the soft tires or the hard tires? And then you got your pit strategies. When should you push? When should you not? And then like you can't refuel in Formula One. There's no refueling anymore. And they've downgraded the quality of the like the the engine size. So they have to rely on one tank of gas and then like whatever. Is there a the, reason for for that? They yeah they took out they have they have refueling in some of the uh, the lower division of racing. But in Formula One, it's it was too dangerous because people kept fucking up. Like mistakes were happening, people were getting burned in cars. So they're just uh, like, all right, we'll do it on. Uh, they figured Christ. out that they could, yeah. So yeah, oh yeah, because of all the dude, dying. I want to so watch, watch this. 
you, you just sold, said you that. You said that so casually. Yeah, I'm I'm sold too. Because well, well, all the time. No, no, and the, and the show is fucking badass. Because like everything's like right there, and in, it's in HD. So you're seeing all these cars, and like when you see yeah. it crash, all the cameras are already there. So it's like, yeah, yeah. and you just seeing all all the drugs. It's like, wait, wait, and, and something that's fucking crazy cool. And something that's really fucking cool about a lot of these companies that make F1 cars is that they really want to sell like obviously like lower quality like exotic sports cars of that nature but when you step inside of these sports car the steering wheels are like f1 steering wheels so if you look at the aston martin vulcan for example uh for example it looks like a million dollar sports car obviously but when you look inside of it it looks like an f1 car and it's fucking nuts you know it's just like the like how this shit is like i guess like progressing you know and not to mention Mm. sorry i'm going on a rant but it's like with F1, there's also a, tons of other types of like motorsport racing where it's like there's races where it's like a bunch of million dollar fucking cars like Ferraris and Lamborghinis and fucking Vol- and, you know, Aston Martins. And it's like the most expensive car they can make going together and you can buy these cars, you know, it's shit like that. I, I don't know what that sport is, yeah. but it's like it's just racing in general is fucking awesome. Yeah, and that's yeah the Formula One thing. Just that my uh, just you know my dad's told me that he's been watching it too, and he sent me some clips. And you know I I you know would walk in and see him. You know he's watched the show. So I I actually watched like part of an episode, and I immediately was like I want I would love to get into this. Like this seems like something I can totally get into, and I feel like if I had more time, um, I, I would. Uh, but I'm definitely going to uh, put it on my list. So next week, hopefully, I'm watching Lovecraft Country and. Uh, a little bit of Formula One, because honestly, I don't really have. Country's only seventy minutes, dude. It's really easy. Se- seventy minutes. Seventy minutes for the. First Is, are they doing a mini series? Well, no. I mean, we don't know. It's based on a book. Oh, okay. That I okay, have not got read. Because seventy no, minutes is, is quite a, is quite a bit for uh, for an episode for like a mini series of like a four parter or five or whatever. You, that would make more not, sense. You will not turn your eyes away i, I i'm excited to watch the yeah. f1 series well, stories talk, talking about but yeah you will not turn your eyes yeah. away from love love okay. damn so i have some fucking um sci-fi movies not to go way back but <laughs> yeah go um, for it there's this there's this movie prospect never seen which it is, oh, it's I've got pedro this. pascal in it and Ooh, I love like yo I, I really don't want to say anything else it's just like they're on like an alien it's planet weird. And they're looking for like, and it's just like, it's like, it's basically, so it's called prospect. Think of like the California gold rush, but in space and everything and all the technology has like that kind of um, utility to it. And they're in these spacesuits in what looks like Northern California running around looking for this shit. And it's full of danger and fucking, and it's that just this, great. Yeah, dude. Pedro dude. Pascal, it's just called prospect. What, what's check on? that movie out? Cause it's bad. I think it's on Netflix or Hulu? Okay, so it's for it's free for uh, so I don't have to buy pay for it if I have. Hulu have Netflix? To, it should be on should be on uh, Hulu if I'm not yeah, mistaken. I would love some new sci-fi movies. That's right. Um, okay, well then that one's it's underappreciated, like under undersold. Also, I saw this other one. I've been looking for, it, but I can't find it. Um, um, it's about it was on Netflix where this they're like on like they're gonna they're on their way to colonize Mars. It's this like colony ship. And they're probably it's probably one of like a bunch of them. It seems like a pretty routine fight, and and <laughs> the cyclones attack, and then the fucking it's the great no. Yeah. And the, um, um, 
like something happens like when they're on their way they have to like turn the shit because there's some shit in the way and then some sort of disaster happens and they have to dump like the core or some bullshit and they're fucking just on their way out of the solar system and it's just like they're out they're going and if you know anything about like you're not talking about you're not talking about the the movie where they get transported to hell right no that's that's Event Horizon, yeah. That's Doom. Oh, I will, no, Horizon, I will no. never watch Event Horizon again. That I was Horizon as a child. And there's like there's the little there's, me, there's me, a me and you disagree on like, Event Horizon and uh, um, uh, the Devil's Rejects. Me and Mike very yeah. much disagree on those two films. Where I love both those films. And well, I I can probably watch the Event Horizon again without that one scene where with all the visuals. I think oh, it's, an early, it's an early scene. Yeah, without yeah, if, I, if we can cut that out, uh, that because that even as a kid, like that's that's what even now, like I let my kids do, watch violent things, but there is a line because not that I was scarred by, it, but like man, like that was that was an intense thing uh, for me to see at my age, and I like it, it like stuck with me for a while. I think people, growing I think up in kind of a Christian who, household definitely freaked me out about hell. I'll tell you that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think people who uh, confront. The gnarliness of life yeah, yeah. end up being. This is true. And there's no good. Uh... R- real quick, real quick, little side thing. I think I know what you're gonna. I'm gonna say, Mike. I mean, My- Michael Bo. Sorry, but I think you know what I'm gonna say. We used to always watch horror movies, Michael and I, and like yeah. we always used to like zombie movies and all this. And one time we were little kids yeah. and we got this movie called Zombie Two. And there was like, oh fucking there, a classic and there, yeah and there was like this 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 scene where like this girl like the zombie like grabs the girl's head and there's like a piece of wood sticking out and then like he's like grabbing her head and slowly pulling her the eye towards the wood and me and Michael are th- keep thinking oh, no. oh it's just gonna be like a turnaway I, I ran out of the room yeah we're like it's just gonna be a turnaway they're not gonna show the fucking and then as we're like talking about it the eye just goes through the wood and we all just go oh shit oh, oh my oh. god and like. Oh! Like we didn't fucking talk. Like we, it was disgusting, and that was uh-huh. it. Like we were like, well, all well, right, that, that was happened. horrible. Yeah, that was funny. Anytime anybody gets close to my eyes, now I think about that scene. Yeah, it's pretty fucking. <laughs> awesome. Fucking ruined my life. It ruined my See, life. See, there you go. There's, there's something. There's, and that's the thing where it's like it's not i want to sit my kids down and be like you watch this and get exposed to it. but at the same time if they see it and they get exposed to it, it's fine you know talk we get scared my son Explain loves horror, them. yeah like a, like Explain to them. exactly exactly talk to your kids that's that's, Explain that's, to, that's i mean i do not have kids should be the so number i cannot one talk to, to you opinion. michael Weiser, who has kids <laughs> right but, no i just mean yeah. as a general like General recommendation: Communicate with your children. Dude, yeah. my, my freaking dad showed That's me Friday the Thirteenth when I was six. Me too. I mean, I've I've told I this story Alien before. I think I, I, I think I told this pot. I think I told the story on the podcast where my mom showed me uh, Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a kid, and she would tell me that any kid yeah. that wasn't right. home uh, before the streetlights turned off, Freddy Freddy Krueger would come yeah. and murder yep. them. All right, that's a little fucked up. That's a little fucked up. I'll fucking... My mom is not perfect. You know my mom. (laughs) No, I'm not saying she's not. I'm not saying that. I'm just... If my mom said that, she'd know I'd have like a panic attack. I remember being at Julio's house, who is my first best friend before I met any of you guys. I remember being at Julio's house and just 
crying, screaming for my mom because I was afraid to walk from one house over to the other house. You, I, I bet right there your mom was like, God damn, I fucked up. Oh, I yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she, she was 16 when she had me. So, you know, she yeah. was not she was no. not an angel. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, because I, when, I, if, <laughs> when I have kids at some point, that's going to happen to me where I'll say something like that and maybe like I'll be joking and not think that they'll take it literal. And then next thing I know, yeah, they'll be absolutely in my room, like, get taken literal. freaking out. And I'll be like, oh, fuck. Fuck. Uh, I remember my mom walking me home from Julio's house because she was like, you're going to be fine. I didn't, I, it wasn't literal. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm going to be afraid forever because you said that to me and you're my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you're the only person Damn in this world that I should trust. <laughs> So and, uh, yeah, you kind of you kind of fucked me up there, mom. So we're gonna do a little bit of a project yeah. here, um, Michael. We just need you to tell Noah that um, you know Freddy Krueger is is outside, yes. and if he's not in by the lights, then yes. he, he's gonna be messed up. And we're gonna do a little. It's a social experiment, so the internet experiment? can't get mad at us. All right, <laughs> uh, and then you just tell us how that experiment goes. You know, hey, I I got two kids. We can do we can do that experiment with my son and my daughter. Well, it'll be like pampering, and then we'll see who turns out better. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. I will, I will yeah, shield yeah. one child and then expose the other child to, ever, to the horrors of the world, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's gonna be sounds wonderful. Yeah, I mean, yeah. social sounds experiment like, yeah, that's a good idea. All right, guys. Uh... Um, hey, uh, I do have to leave. I do have to leave in about seven minutes. I did want to say, I don't even know what I want to say about this. The Snyder Cut's happening. Um, I really am excited about it. I'm, I'm excited that I don't know if you guys have been following up on it. But um, uh, Ray Fisher, Cyborg, um, is very upset at uh, Joss Whedon and very upset at Jeff Johns and someone else. I forgot the name. Um, but Jeff Johns and Joss Whedon are the two main targets. He was saying that they were essentially um, – they, they had uh, – they, they were treated – not they weren't abused they were abusively treated right am i using that word right like he did say the word abused right yeah he, he did they i mean they, he he said his career was veiled was veiled, uh, uh slightly threatened and um he said that he's going to expose joss whedon and jeff johns for um for the people they were on set which was i guess they were toxic terrible everything you know that the I mean, I love those two creators like a lot. That's what's so, like what's it's upsetting. Definitely hard to swallow, and you can see, you can see online people are just like, does it does it change the fact that Joss Whedon? And I'm like, no, it doesn't change the fact that Joss Whedon made those things and Trent and you know uh, and Firefly is a good show. Form. I mean, we fire you know all that stuff, dude. Like Joss Whedon is a genius, uh, you know. And uh, but the thing is, is like I guess there's there's definitely there was definitely some. Uh, Heat, I guess. I guess Joss Whedon was was very critical of Zack Snyder um, and his vision, and I have fun of it to a degree. I have no sympathy for Zack Snyder. Zack, Zack Snyder is a very yeah. successful artist. I have no sympathy for him. Sure. Like I, I know that his mother died recently, and like people are going through different, you know, like. Well, I'm sure he was in. Well, a, you know, he was he, in he a different. Be. He's in a different hell space. Mm-hmm. I have no sympathy for Zack Snyder, but I no, also don't apologize for Josh Whedon. Yeah. Like, Josh Whedon. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, and there, there, there's no creator yeah, on this planet exactly. that I would excuse for being a piece of garbage. Like, right. just because I like your shit doesn't yeah. mean that you're 
forever good in my book. Like Joss exactly. Whedon sucks. Of course not. I don't feel bad for Zack Snyder. I feel bad for the other people that were underneath him that will never, you know, will never remember their names. And that's what's yeah, sad. Yeah, absolutely. There's yeah, a lot absolutely. of people who had to go through shit that are not in. But I, I would, I, I would also say that that I think I think just by the Zack, you know, Zack Snyder cut uh, coming about and existing, I think it does. Um, uh, what's the word? It, it it does satisfy a lot of those people who worked under Zack Snyder who who believed in that original vision. And you know, even though the name is Zack Snyder and like it's all like Zack Snyder cut, it's you know, we, I, I think there is an understanding that well, Zack Snyder cut means our cut means the cut that we originally had in mind before Josh Whedon. Do you really think that? Yeah, I think that. Well, the thing is, if you've seen the amount of support that Jack's that Zack Snyder got, I, I just want to say so this much real support quick, behind his actors, behind I, the crew, the cinematographers. I'm sorry. To I don't like. I don't like Batman v Superman. So like. Well, I know the the idea that Zack Snyder's cut is going to be so much better than Josh Whedon's. Guys, I, I don't want to interrupt well, no, this. I'm sorry. We got to put me. a stake in this because this is like a this is like a 30 minute great conversation. That I genuinely think if Michael has to leave at five, we can't finish this, and, and we shouldn't. Oh, I, hold on. I, well, hold on. I can finish a point though. Okay. Let me, let me finish, finish, your let me point, finish a couple points. And then, then the next episode, yeah. this is what we are talking about. Right, right. So here's the thing. He walked away from um, Justice League because his daughter committed suicide. So his vision was never was never seen through. Um, he had to you know deal with his family stuff. And then, um, of course, Joss Whedon and them, they came in and the, the not just Joss Whedon, but Warner Brothers took over. A lot of executives took over and it was very clear. And you can see with the anger from Ray Fisher and then the giant support behind Zack Snyder. It's clear that uh, there is a there is a huge audience for this. And there's a but, lot of people who created it and, and was here at the inception that are very happy to see the vision finished. Because here's the thing. It is it is a three party. You got Man of Steel, Batman, whether or not you like it. That doesn't change the fact you got Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and Justice League wasn't the finished Zack Snyder product. You're right. This you're right, thing right. coming out, whatever it is, that's what is correct. the finished product. And that's and that's where I'm saying, like, I'm excited to see that vision complete. And honestly, in my head, it doesn't have to – it's Elseworlds. It's not part – you know, I, I actually think they announced this is not part of the DCU universe. This is a separate thing, which I is like, great. That, it's yeah. an Elseworlds story, mm-hmm. right? I just I, – I hate – where Batman and Superman were going underneath Zack yeah. Snyder. And so, like, I am not a fucking Josh Whedon fanboy. Like, I mean, I, I guess I technically am because I love Firefly and I love Buffy and I love the Avengers. And right, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess I technically am. But, like, I don't think yeah, he yeah. fixed the movie. I don't think he, he changed the movie that much. I think the movie was going to be something I didn't want no matter what. Right. And, yeah. like, and like... he didn't have people, much people, work with... Maybe. People who are screaming about like, oh, Zack Snyder would have made this great Justice League movie. It's like, do do, do any of us actually like Zack Snyder films that much? Like, 300, it's fine. It's a bro movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sucker Punch, not that great of a movie. Uh, like, none of these movies are actually that fucking good. And yeah. so, like, it, it's, I, not I, like I, it's not I like Zack Snyder's it. Tarantino. Yeah. You know, like, he's not right. an amazing fucking filmmaker. He's just, he's right. just yeah. a filmmaker. And like yeah. I hate that people are putting it on like the the Snyder cut being like it's gonna fix fucking DC comics. It's like no, it's not. not it's at gonna all. be another version of a shitty fucking superhero comic. No, yeah, and like, you, you know I, I actually see, I, and I'm in the minority. I, I I like Man of Steel. I like Batman v Superman. Would I've rather had something else? Yes, but I like it being in its own closed world. 
and everything. And this is going to just kind of finalize it. And it's going to be the original vision. And that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. It could suck and it very well might, you know, but Zack Snyder is always, he's, you can always see a Zack Snyder film and go, that's Zack Snyder with all of his zoom ins and his, uh, the, the, you know, the way the cinematography is, whoever the guy he works with every time. I mean, you know, he needs a better writer, like, dude. Watchmen, Fucking... dude. We can, we can say, I mean, in my opinion, Watchmen is the, the second best I mean, superhero film. That's my second favorite. Really? Or third. Third favorite superhero. Yeah. I love Watchmen, dude. I love that movie. I would love um, Watchmen. That's okay. Probably, that would be we my favorite having, Zack Snyder film. We have, we've had a, we, we, just recently had a discussion of taking away context from the film. Watchmen is yeah. one of my favorite superhero films without the context of the book. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's exactly. really it's well done. Totally but ending. when you read the book and then you watch Watchmen, like it's so fucking disappointing because it literally misses yeah, every point. Sure. It misses every point of the book. Same thing with V for Vendetta. This yep, is I every fucking the point thing. of the book. Yeah. So, like, you have to just be but fine with, like, that this. Is still a good movie. Yeah. No, it is. But it, it, it misses Yeah, but it doesn't, point. you know, it's... Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, guys, I, uh, I, I loved it. I, I got it. I'm sorry. I do got to go here. No, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm um, coming for it, sir. <laughs> Uh, me, me, and my, me and you could argue about comic books for, like, literally. We're, we're, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. But I love gonna, it. We're going to put a fork in that because we need to talk yeah. about the Snyder Cut and stuff. So next episode we'll do that. But have a good yes, one, Yes, because next episode uh, the F- DC fandom would have happened. So Yes, we'll have a lot to talk we'll about. We'll definitely yeah. see. We might, I, think, I think we'll get a trailer, too. Hell, yeah. All right. Well, let's do it, boys. All right. Uh, everyone have a all good right. night. Corey, all right. Have love a good you guys. nap. We'll talk to you guys soon. I love you all. Bye. Bye. I love you, buddy.